Welcome to the Soul Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. And we're, of course, uh, diving back into Better Call Saul. We have two episodes to cover this episode, so we're going to get right to it. Uh, we had season six, episode four. And I'm going, by the way, I'm going to be using, to help guide us along a little bit here, I'm going to be using these recaps from The Guardian. Um, what is his name? Hold on, I should have this out so I can see the name of the, the writer here. Uh, Paul McKinnis, a writer for The Guardian, is doing a great job recapping these episodes. So if you want to kind of go online and read about what happens to get his take on it, lots of people are doing this, right? This is a common thing people are doing in the media today great i'm ready all right so okay okay <laughs> fine i'm trying um, to talk a little less so we only have we well, only have zoom but we talk tell some, our listeners. talk some talk a little bit okay okay I'll say, say more than single words of <laughs> we should tell our listeners our listeners know zoom is is their their taskmasters that cut you off if you go too long right and we're not gonna yeah. i'm not paying for extra now. i'm done paying for zoom <laughs> <laughs> so we are our podcast has to be a little zoomier as a exactly result. there you go that's a good way to think of it okay but here this this actually sums it up really nicely episode four jimmy's partner in crime has her world rocked by a revelation meanwhile gus takes severe anti-salamanca precautions almost as methodical as his clothes storage system so this is about kim knows it, it says over oh, i skip the headline kim knows the terrifying truth about like that lalo is still alive basically right is, is what mm-hmm. we're talking about here and now now, uh, but Jimmy doesn't know. Jimmy still thinks he's dead. She does not tell Jimmy. Yeah. Which is, which is an interesting decision. Yeah, but before that, we got to see kind of what Fring is doing to protect himself um, mm. against uh, Lalo, who only he thinks is alive. Like, And he's just going based on a look from salamanca right that's it he just the guy the way he looked at him he knew he's still alive and then he's got all this stuff going on he's got bodyguards he's got underground tunnels he's got a fake fake hired couple are they a real couple i don't know living in a house across the street who knows what's going on what do you think is going on here kenton well it's just a safe house it's a safe house with a tunnel and a a escape pod and a (laughs) and a gun (laughs) and a gun in your sock got a panic room i'm sure yeah, there is a no expense spared to try to protect him from the person he knows to be a raging psychopath who will at some point show up, who will show up. We, we and, know that. And we do see him in a future episode. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, and so knowing that this uh, absolute madman is going to show up uh, tells him that he needs to be prepared. And uh, so that is what he's done. But not he's not just hiding. He's still going about his business. Um, and that, uh, you know, with guards wherever he is, but that still leaves him susceptible to uh, potential attacks. He's luring him. He's luring him out. He's he's baiting him. Yeah. Come and get me, he's saying, because he's not changing. He doesn't want to know. He wants to think. He wants Lalo to think that Gus thinks he's dead, right? So he's not. He, if he goes into hiding, then Lalo will know. Yeah. So he's he's just you know he's going about his business. He's working at El Polo. I thought that something was going to happen in that scene where the guy's like walking up to order, um, and they're like yes. a couple of a couple of false false starts there where where like they they build up and nothing happened, right? I can't remember quite. Nothing really. That happened. was last episode though. That was the last episode. Right. That's where what we're talking about. To order. Or I thought we were talking about the one two episodes ago. Oh, sorry. There's that. Yeah, we are on that one. Was that two? Okay. Oh, okay. Episodes? I'm getting <laughs> two episodes. Two, I believe it was two episodes ago that okay. we were introduced to his uh, fortress of uh, his fortress. No, of I know. Solid. I'm talking, but I'm talking about in this episode when, um, oh, maybe this was the uh, yeah the episode where we see him kind of going about his day. 
Um, maybe it was the most recent episode, and he um, and he just goes up to the counter and takes an order. Right. That's the most recent episode oh, okay. that, where that yeah. happens. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, so he's not um, he's not hiding. He's not pretending. He's just pretending to be normal. I guess is the idea. It's a cover of a cover. It's kind of cool. It's like layers on layers of things going on here. Because the he also, the, go ahead. You know, I was gonna say he mentions the security person who's placed with him at the fast food restaurant is not up to the standard. Not up to the, the and not El Polo's not, local standards. Yes. Yeah. Not up to the cooking standard. Not as opposed to the. Uh, the Bodyguard uh, standard. standard, right? That's right. And so he wants somebody who can do the job, but also do the job of um, keeping the place secure. Mm-hmm. And actually, when you think about it, Gus is endangering the life of everybody who works at that uh, fast food restaurant by being there. Exactly. And he doesn't care. He doesn't care. It's all it's all personal. Like, really, if he was being, if he was uh, didn't care, it was just like, want to spare anybody else he would just go into hiding and live out the rest of his life in somewhere he could go off somewhere remote he's got enough money to do yeah. whatever he wants but he wants to do this right so he, he wants to he wants a big gunfight he wants a lot to come at him right in the I don't middle know of that, that wants, restaurant you think he does want that i think he does yeah so he I don't can think kill lalo he wants to kill lalo well he does but he wants to do it on his own terms oh, like that's why they're watching and why they're keeping tabs on every single person who comes by the house and they want to because... see lalo before lalo sees him right okay. that's right they, they want to get the jump on him but there are still people who think he is dead mm-hmm. most people think he's dead right and so um and even people in the know think he still might be dead yeah and there are mm-hmm. you know they're, they're 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 not sure and that that's what makes him so dangerous yeah, and as far as Mike goes, Mike's just happy to take his money, I guess. I don't know. Mike seems to have some sort of, sort of loyalty to Gus. So there's a relationship building there, or maybe there already was one. I'm just noticing it now. But Mike and Gus are becoming closer. Well, I think it's a simple case of the boss and the fixer. Okay. And as the, as the fixer continues to show that he knows what he's doing, the boss trusts him more. And I think that's true. I think that's what he's seeing. Because also keep in mind, it also occurred to me, that the other big thing that could happen in this plan is everybody who's working in that house and even the security person who's placed at the restaurant, they all uh, could be a potential person who kills Gus as well. They could be somebody who Lalo gets to and that who becomes dangerous. So there really is no, there's no, um, there's no sure thing. Gus has taken all these measures to make sure um, that something doesn't happen, but uh, it's still uh, left up to chance in the end. In the end, okay. it still could happen. We know how it happened. We know what happens with Gus from Breaking Bad. Right. Um, but we still also uh, know that there's a madman on the loose. So <laughs> so if it's not him, then I think, uh, uh, and uh, we know Lalo thought about the lawyer. We know Lalo right. thought about that since. And so I think that puts lalo in line to at some point see jimmy and or kim now this one was the one in which we saw the office space he gets his office space in this one so we get to see yeah. the, the place and the lineup so we, ta- we talked about it briefly in star wars nerds but we didn't really get into it but we love seeing that right seeing the everything come to life this better call saul that we know from breaking bad come to life yeah oh very much so that was yeah loved it and uh, once again i think over the course of the last two episodes it um, and I thought even that we're talking about the second to last, but the last episode, I thought that sort of claustrophobic feeling was never was it's just 
getting worse and worse by the episode. Like there was almost every scene um, I sort of had to they'll look away from the screen because it's like something terrible is going to happen. Something terrible is mm, going to yes, happen. Exactly. It's really building toward something terrible is going to happen in a way that's just, it's, it's, um, it's painful to watch it unfold because something terrible is going to happen. Right. And, and, but we just don't know who it's going to happen to or how it's going to happen or something. And there's more right. details added to it because we did get Lalo in the next episode. We can move on to the next yeah. one now, um, which is episode five. Uh, Jimmy's fists do the talking. A late night visit to a moneyed client sees Saul end up in the ring while a missing friend reappears as a super smooth romancer of a German widow's. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, interesting. Two sides of this story. Um, what did you think of the way the whole thing with, with uh, Jimmy and Howard played out? I liked it. I liked it for one big reason. And that is I'm happy that Howard figured it out. Yes. Because I couldn't, I could not stand to see this guy for doing not that much for, <laughs> for kind of being Howard. Howard is being Howard and they don't like him being Howard. And so they're, they're going after him. And uh, I thought the plan, their plan got every possible bounce along the way. And I thought there, there's no way that all of this would come together and work so well. So I was happy when Ed Bigley Jr. says, uh, says, oh, you, uh, you know, the problem, the, the, the prostitute in your car. And he's like, what are you talking about? The cocaine. And he goes, wait a second. I go, I have a Jimmy McGill problem. Yeah. And I, and I went good because now Howard can fight fire with fire. Now it's an equal battle. Right. And I far, uh, that's to me more realistic. And it's also, um, I think we, I think for Howard to be on equal footing to Jimmy raises far more interesting possibilities about what we could see, including the two of them working together somehow, or that um, maybe the two of them have an unfortunate brush with Lalo uh, because we don't know what happens to Howard either. <laughs> so, right. I mean, there's lots of different possibilities going on, but I like that. How about you? What did you yeah, think of that? I, I like that they had that nice moment before, like when he spoke yeah. to, like all the people in the room are getting antsy about the lawsuit. And it's really like an actually a good lawsuit. Like they're actually trying to take this company to task. You remember the Sandpiper stuff? It was a couple of seasons. It feels like so long yeah. ago now that that whole Sandpiper thing was going through, but it's all these people getting impatient. They're not getting their money and they're like i'm gonna get my own lawyer and howard steps in and he calms them down he gets everyone settled he's like this is okay this is what was happening he does a great job of it this is the howard that like the, the howard's not that bad of a guy is what they're trying to say like he does his job well he does care about people namaste i mean it seems pretentious but i guess he really does yeah. feel that way but I don't that's know. his big that that's the big knock against him since oh oh he's a pretentious lawyer with a tan and good hair right and then, and, and, they, and, and Saul goes out of his way yeah. to like he didn't yeah. need to get the tan come on he was couldn't even couldn't even see him from back there you know yeah. all you had to do was have the car and that was enough but nice he went and got suits. the whole thing he looked like he looked like Howard Howard's crime is that he is a high priced lawyer uh, with nice stuff uh, and uh, probably pretentious. <laughs> Uh, on top of that, but he's not. Uh, and his solution to go go at it in the boxing ring, I thought was pretty good. I also yeah. like the way he positions it, which is I figured you're from the neighborhood back from the day and you probably have a few good moves and that would be pretty equal. He knows that he and, knows that yeah. uh, Jimmy can't back down from that. He knows it. He knows it. And Jimmy gets mad at himself for taking the bait. But that shows you that Howard knows what makes Jimmy tick. 
he he also has his number mm-hmm. and it's uh and howard says i hope i hope this it's over now but I don't think so, or something like that. I think he says something to. I thought he's gonna. Today. I thought I, what I took it is that Howard's gonna take it to the next level. He's like, I want to see everything he does. Like he's got a tail yeah. on Jimmy. Yeah. He's gonna find out everything. He's gonna figure. Howard's now gonna figure out everything that's going on, but probably before Jimmy does. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Howard finds out Lalo's alive before Jimmy does. <laughs> you know, like it's just ah man, so good. But we've got Howard's got a tail on Jimmy. We've got um, the the. Um, the drug, the drug cartel has a tail on them. Um, of course, we get that great scene for the first time ever um, in the diner where Kim, for the first Mike. time, we should talk about that. Anyway, yeah, that's true. Um, so we got that go tail. Go we've got that tail. And then we've got Lalo um, bound to come back soon. Um, and so we've got a bunch of other things, people being tailed, mm-hmm. some, some things they're aware of, some things they're not aware of. That this has the this this is building up and maybe a tail kills another tail. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, uh, great, you're, you're referred to the scene where uh, Mike just confronts Kim and yeah. tells her what's up, and that was in the other episode. And and yeah, yeah, that was funny because it just shows that like Kim's not stupid. She can tell that she's being followed. The guys who are following her were stupid, and then Mike's just like he realizes she's not stupid. She's gonna realize. So he just comes clean with her and says, "This is what's happening, and this is what's going on," and just says, "Just don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, don't well, worry says, about it, you, right?" But you, hopefully you won't see them again right 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 what he says oh yeah but it doesn't mean they're not going to be tailing it means he's just going to get somebody else somebody better at tailing right that's what he's going to do and he said she's uh, still got a tail too to me the keith line was i think he says um he compares her to jimmy and he says you're made of sterner stuff yeah sterner i think is the word yep he could have said stronger stuff and that to me is now pushing toward the idea of kim becoming in fact um a major player in that cartel wow i think i think that's what they're hinting at interesting even mike sees it mike mike thinks um jimmy or saul uh can't does not have what it takes they still thinks he's a bit of a clown but you think saul's gonna he's gonna panic if he finds out lalo's gonna he's gonna like but he doesn't it doesn't help again it doesn't help to let lalo know that anybody knows he's alive right this is coming back to what we were talking about at the beginning lalo needs to think everybody thinks he's dead in order for anything to happen right and so we do see lalo who's gone out to germany he's traveled to europe um i don't remember what his excuse was his business excuse was but it's ultimately to pick up the widow of our german engineer friend from last season who built the meth bunker did he also build that tunnel between the two houses i wonder the one that goes between the two houses i wonder if he built all that stuff for them well that would be a whole construction issue in and of itself yeah yeah, so I mean, the I mean, zoning a, in a residential area would be a nightmare. I don't know if they could do that. Yeah, but I, I, <laughs> I, I think that if what also the other potential thing that this opens up is that they see Lalo, and um, Kim, and he finds out that Kim knew about that Lalo is still around, but did not tell him. Mm-hmm. So if Jimmy thinks that finds out that she knew, but did not in fact pass it along to him because she thought. He couldn't take he gonna, it. He is going to find that out. Of course he is. Of course yeah. he's going to know. That you knew and you didn't tell me. Like he, that's going to come up for sure. He, that that he could view that as a betrayal. Yeah. Oh, I would. I would too, for sure. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you tell me this? This like psychotic uh, guy is going to come after me. So yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, and so speaking of psychotic bosses, we do uh, uh, shift over to Lalo's point of view in Germany. Now his goal, I guess, is how does he? How do you think he got there? How did he find out about the German architects? 
Um, Are we supposed to see that? Okay, well, the, the, the episode starts with the production. We see the keepsake, the, 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 which is a bad idea. I thought it was going to be meth. I thought this was going to be like a yeah, batch of me meth. Too. And um, it really was just like a um, you know, resin award, these useless pieces of plastic yeah. we give each other. And it was a design award, and it's in German. So that, that really just clues us in as to what it is. We knew immediately based yeah. on that what this was about. Um, and then that turns out to be a key item later on. But what's it like? Obviously, he wants to find out where the bunker is or what's he what's he trying yeah. to get out here or where gus could be hiding like what's he trying does, to get out here how does lalo know about that again yeah, how does Did, lalo know about the germans is my question we may we may know that but we may just have forgotten yeah so if anybody's time. listening yeah. chris if you're listening <laughs> help us out anyway. yeah i, I should I, hey maybe i should have watched all the seasons again but i kind of like it might have happened last season that we forget yeah yeah i kind of so anyway, like sort of rediscovering this stuff but he, but but, so, but uh, Gus himself knows that this is an issue because we see Gus go back to the go where they have dug the hole and he goes into the hole and he hides a gun un- under the um, the tractor tread underground. So right. Gus also recognizes this as a potential for problems. Is that so? Um, the the idea that Lalo could figure this out is ha, Gus is already there, yep. yep. And and then of course that's what he's doing. Lalo, <laughs> he's figuring it out. Yeah. So we've got Gus versus Lalo, uh, Jimmy versus Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, two very good little feuds going on here. Um, I, this this actor who plays Lalo, I should know his name. Is it um, what was the, what was the thing? Vincent uh, Gardenia. <laughs> Yeah, not Vincent Gardenia. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> where's the actor's name? Find it. Oh my goodness! Oh, there's a Wikipedia page. Tony Dalton. Tony right. Dalton is the actor. Yeah. So we get to see a lot of him in this episode. He woos this girl. Well, it's interesting um, because he appears to be so he does he woos her. He it's a ruse. We see we see kids playing um, a German video game, so a football video game <laughs> in German, uh, which is which uh, cracked me up to sort of set the scene. That's where we are. We see the widow of the guy um, who couldn't keep his mouth shut, who was digging the <laughs> who was digging the hole, mm-hmm. and. Um, and Lalo has placed himself there to get more information. Well, he wants, and he's yeah. good at it. Yeah. Okay, so more information, but maybe Lalo doesn't even know what the information is yet, right? He's just following a trail. Do you think that might be it? Yeah, he's follow, He is following a trail for sure, and he is gonna. He's gonna take his. Uh, clearly, he's gonna start with the underground drug thing. That's going to be his, that seems to be the thing he's primarily fixated on because he knows if he goes there, that that's where everybody's going to show up. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think, I think that's it. He also knows that Jimmy and Kim um, are people to be followed as well. So where he starts, I guess that's what we're going to find out in the next couple of episodes. Yeah. And I think they are setting up a big scene in that, yeah, bunker. You're right. That's why Gus went there to put the gun there. He knows there's going to be a big showdown there, yeah. and it's going to be interesting. Whatever happens in that room, 
I'm going to rewatch Breaking Bad afterwards and know that something happened in oh, that yeah. room, right? That's cool. It's kind of like, oh, man, this is where Lalo is where so-and-so died or who knows what's going to happen there. But it's going to be fun watching it. Yeah, it's going to be big. And I thought it was interesting that Lalo did not kill the widow, that he goes back to her house the next morning. He's looking. He's looking through all the stuff. And she comes back because she left something at home. And I thought he is... He's a cold-blooded killer. He's just going to murder her. That's the I, end I think of it. if she had found him, he would have. If she had come across, he hid, and she came yeah. in. She like thought she heard something. You know, they're great at building the tension in these scenes, and it's like, oh, what's going on? Um, but uh, yeah, if if she'd seen him, he would have killed her. But I don't think he has any real desire to. And plus, that would just draw attention. Like, I if he doesn't know what information he's after, he looked what he got the the award. What what is he going to do with that? He's going to follow this guy as a career as a designer now. I couldn't. Well, no, I couldn't quite see. Um, I couldn't quite see what the uh, award said. Does it say in the Guardian article? Oh, I should. Check like, does that, it yeah. say what that is? Like what that clearly had meaning to Lalo and maybe it should have had meaning to us, too. But I don't remember. Hmm. OK, it's a ruler. It's a slide rule. OK. I thought it would be odd if they gave him some award for <laughs> for digging for digging the world's greatest underground drug bunker. Hmm. <laughs> best right. underground drug best, bunker. World's best underground drug bunker. I mean <laughs> at that's the BAFTAs. Annual at the BAFTAs. <laughs> <laughs> the Golden Globes. Yeah. No, no, the, the Oscars, the Oscars is where they should be giving that one away. Um, okay. It doesn't say here. Oh, of course. He very does nearly cure. Okay. Lalo is a winsome shoulder to cry on. As a winsome shoulder to cry on is a new one. Doesn't da, 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 da. this guy's pretty wordy. Walking her home, bidding her adieu, comes back the next day to rob it. Of course, he very nearly kills Marguerite during his burglary, being forced to screw on his silencer when she forgets her phone. But as she begins to suspect something and starts creeping toward an inevitable, inevitable fate, Lalo finds a way out of his predicament, seizing a preserved ruler. Preserved ruler? Is that how you're describing this? Oh my god. Anyway, it's a preserved ruler, Kenton. Did you know that? That's what that was. Uh, may I guess we're gonna figure out what the clue means because I, because clearly it had meaning to Lalo. I think there could have been a better way to describe it than a preserved ruler. I'm sorry, my apologies to the Guardian, but it's not a great. Way to that. It's <laughs> an, clearly it's a it's a got a slide rule, so it's a design or it's an architectural award of some kind, right? Um, and so he can now look, it probably has his name on it. It probably has who gave him the award. Um, he can probably look up where this guy went to school and find other people who know him. He's just going to trace this back until he finds out. He knows this guy's connected to Fring. I think that's all he knows, really. Yeah. And somehow he found out this guy's connected to Fring. So he just is going to explore it to see how to get Fring. Because I think Lalo knows he can't just come at Fring. Even though Gus wants him to, Gus is basically inviting him to come at him with all this. Right, and saying, "Hey, I'm just walking around doing my normal stuff," and and Lalo's like, "No, I can't do that. I know I can't do that because he'll be ready, and he knows Fring will be ready. Somehow, Lalo knows that Fring knows. Maybe I don't know." Oh, all right. I found uh, <laughs> it says uh, in Liba Dinah Youngs. It says on the um, on the slide rule, which is German for "Love your boys," and so it was something given. Uh, to her in mem in memory of him. Oh, that appears to be what it is. Now, did she notice it was? I thought she noticed it was missing. Did she notice it was missing? 
Or no? Uh, no, I don't believe she, will, she did. She will. She'll yeah, yeah. May, well, maybe, maybe not. I don't think we'll ever see her again. Oh, maybe not. He's going to take that and he's going to bash Gus over the head. No, he can't. We know he can't hit Kurt Gus. That's the thing. We know Gus comes out of this. Like, yeah. that's, that's how are they going to make this suspenseful when we know something's going to happen to Gus, I guess, maybe. Um, but we know he lives through to Breaking Bad. So it'll be interesting to see how they, they play that out. And they're, yeah, they're, they're, as I say, though, there's, there's people tailing people and we don't know Kim's fate. We don't know Lalo's fate um, and Howard's fate. And the chess pieces keep moving around and it's getting more interesting with every episode. But I do think we will see, um, we're going to see some big move in the next two episodes in terms of those three characters. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and who I'm knows? Just... When, hey, where does, uh, once again, where does the Breaking Bad element begin or and or end um, in, the, in the overall scheme of this stuff? Chris gave us sort of an update online about this all takes place before breaking bad even starts right yeah years um, before right right so um maybe a flash forward is in order true yeah something like that so i think we're going to be seeing some uh some interesting stuff and there's only two episodes to the mid-season finale i was I just mean, gonna say yeah so that says like two episodes six and seven uh this next two weeks and then we take a break until july which is perfect for us to they, they just know i bet you they just know they don't want to go up against obi-wan like that's just gonna cover oh, is that what it is well i mean that's pretty you know that's <laughs> <laughs> all of june obi-wan's gonna be coming out all of june yeah you know, there's nothing else going on i don't think, I think everybody's gonna take june off um, but anyway, yeah, July 11th is when it comes back. And then we get 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13. So six episodes oh. to come uh, for the final six. Did you <sighs> notice so that good. last episode was longer than usual, too? Oh, yes, the I did. Yeah, one, well, yeah. again, I don't see the commercial version, so I see. But right. I, I, even without the ads, it was 54 minutes or something, which is a good hour and a half at least. Um, Ooh, for with the ads, I think it was an hour 13, an hour 14 or something. So it okay. was quite a bit of advertising. In there. Oh, I bet. AMC is probably yeah. cramming them in. Oh. Are they doing those annoying? commercial the breaker things where they force you to stop your pbr um oh no make it, okay they used to do that with uh comic book men where they would play a little clip in the middle of the commercial break and i heard kevin smith describe it as a breaker and it's made to to get people to stop fast forwarding because they think the show's back on right so then it forces them to watch the ad that comes after it it's just a way to trick people into kind mm-hmm. of absorbing that stupid i haven't noticed that it's possible but i always play catch up as i say yeah, like exactly. and, fast, and you know you in. probably know yeah. how it comes back right so yeah it's, it's a different kind of show. They can't really do it. On an hour and 13 minute Saul with commercials, I started at about 22 minutes after. And in the last scene, I caught up live. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Interesting. That's so at least 22 it. minutes of commercials and more. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. And well, more. Go. So that's, that, seemed to be, that seemed to work last time. But I don't, don't start watching before about 20 minutes after because you're going to just get frustrated. I don't, doesn't need, not even a consideration for me because I'm watching yeah. online. So anyway, all right, well, we will uh, come back and revisit it next week. And of course, we invite anybody to join the conversation. Uh, that's going to do for this episode of the Saul Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. And that's Saul there is for this week's episode. <laughs> okay, Bad. don't let the door hit you in the ass. 